When are you at your weakest? It's not a question that I find myself asking often, but it yields a surprising clarity in the middle of stressful, anxious moments. It helps me to center myself in the chaos. When am I at my weakest? It helps me whittle down the season I find myself in and think critically about my surroundings, instead of emotionally. Suddenly I don't see just the bishop glaring at me from my right, but myself in the larger picture on the chessboard. I am protected. I am in transition. I am walking into new territory. I may be uncertain, but I walk with one who is never anything but sure. I am proud of what learning to ask this question has taught me and I am thankful that it will continue to carry me farther, not into the wilderness, but into the promises that he prepares. This week, there will be plenty of scripture included and I am confident in what the Lord has given me to share with you. Many times when people are going through a rough patch in their finances or emotions or faith, they'll rush to the Psalms for comfort and strength. I do this as well, especially at night before I try to get sleep after a long day. I'll look at the Psalms and at David, who faced far more than I, praise the Lord in seemingly all things. I watch him pour out his heart to God and see God respond with kindness, even when, as he puts it so succinctly in Psalms 31:22, that he, David, had said in his haste that he was cut off from before thine eyes. I see him too, become a whiny, pitiful, self-indulgent man, find scripture reference tomorrow, but still the Lord looks on with patience as he waits for David to get it out of his system. It's so easy to look at those verses and be encouraged whether or not they were his highest or lowest points. They point out God's faithfulness in the middle of our humanity. But can I share with you some of my favorite parts of finding encouragement in the Word? Simple, easily overlooked statements can often be found in the middle of some of the Scripture's hardest stories, and they aren't given to man by God because we asked for them. They are given to us by God because He knew we needed them. Let that sink in for a minute. He knew we needed them. That specific word. That specific hope. That specific indicator that reassured you that the end was at last drawing near. One of the most impactful prayers that I have prayed in the last few years has been to give God my need for encouragement. I had to verbally acknowledge that I knew I didn't have to continue to seek out hope and reassurance, because I knew that He would give that to me exactly when I needed it. So I began to just, read His Word when I needed some extra strength. Not just the Psalms, but Ecclesiastes and Galatians and 2 Timothy 2. I started to notice the wisdom to be found in the statements Paul made so frequently about becoming a new creature being tied to renewing our minds. I started to see his chastisement in a more loving way. I could see his hands shaking in righteous indignation towards the tail end of 2 Corinthians. The word came alive in a way I had scarcely experienced before. Suddenly I was seeing strength everywhere, even if I didn't know if it applied at the moment. Gradually at first, I began to notice a pattern emerging in myself. On the days when I prayed before I read and specifically asked God what I should read that day, somehow I always stopped reading in a better mood than when I started, reassured but the word even if the story I was in the middle of was completely irrelevant. Sometimes I would find myself skipping from ought to NT every few days, and still the pattern held. It didn't matter where I read, when he told me where to find hope that day, I found it without fail. I said all that to say this, when we are at our weakest, whenever that is, we need to be able to take a step back and view our situation in the word, not our humanity. When I was at hyphen camp my first year I remember a preacher saying that the biggest difference between the word and world was the liar in the middle. The word can sort out the truth from the lie. The word can sift through our anxiety and show us why we do not need to fear. The word can show us the blessing of putting our faith in him and our money in his hands. So where do we even start? What are some stories where God shows us his provision and compassion and strength and patience and hope? Let me help you by giving you some specific examples that aren't in the book of Psalms. Because while I love David, I shouldn't be limiting God on where I think I can go for help. For instance,
running from your calling? Jonah tells the story of how God doesn't change his mind once he decides to use us. But be cautious not to let your bitterness at his compassion taint your ministry. Jonah doesn't have a happy ending. Feeling stuck in your preparation while you wait to be used greater? Remember Esther God put her in place a full 10 years before he needed to use her. Don't forget that there's plenty to do while you wait. Sometimes establishing favor takes time. Don't rush yourself and don't rush him. Feeling discouraged about messing up and worried about how God really feels about you? Look no further than Hosea. The Lord shows us through him that, like Paul says, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. You cannot outrun grace, as Pastor once said, when you have a repentant heart. Unsure of where you fit in with the body? Search through Joseph's story. He was born into such a different circumstance than what God really had for him, and yet he positioned him exactly where he was needed, at exactly the right time. You were positioned as well, your time and your purpose are absolutely coming. Struggling to forgive God for feeling like He abandoned you? Struggling to stay faithful in the middle of doubt? Job has got you covered front, sides and back. Watch how Job deals with first his wife, and then his friends. But then watch how God deals with him and his questions after. I could definitely go on. See church, we don't always need just one verse. Sometimes we need the full story. Sometimes we need to see ourselves in the middle of the action to fully comprehend His reminders to us. Because part of the power of those hidden gems lies in their context and in understanding that it's not just that one verse God gave to us. It's the whole life of the person surrounding it. It's the whole testimony of Ruth, reminding us that redemption can always be found and that it doesn't matter if we started out as His people He will be our God if we let Him. And just like when we have good conversations with our friends, some things stick out in our memory and we cling to those sayings in moments of uncertainty. But let's not forget the rest of it happened too. This week I challenge you to write down some or all of your favorite Bible stories. Then study them. Find the encouragement in them, find the hope, find the correction. Write it down. Write down every conversation between the main players that struck a chord with you. Write down why. Make yourself a battle plan you can go back to so that when you're in a place of weakness, you already know where the most powerful help can be found. When are you at your weakest church? Answer that question, and make a plan to fight against the lies that come along with it in advance.